Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we are all realizing that the quality of our air, especially our indoor air, is really darn important. In 30 minutes, Puro Air will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at GetPuroAir.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. Yeah, Wednesday. What's up and welcome in. We're Grant and Danny. It's February 15th, 2023. We're with you on the fan all the way until 6.30 tonight. We appreciate you making the show part of your day. Daniel, how are you? Terrible day today, Jeeps. Despite it being beautiful outside. Very nice. The uh, this it's stuff like this always happens. The, the lady wife had an out-of-town conference, day trip, right? So she had to get up super early. I managed some sort of like weird, groggy, drive safely kind of thing or something like that at like 5.30 in the morning, whatever it was. She's out the door a little after 6. A few minutes later, I'm half asleep, mostly asleep. I hear an unusual set of sounds, right? It sounds like a velociraptor's making a phone call. Uh, it also sounds like somebody's crying. I hear thuds. I'm like, what is that? Oh, it's the sound of the four-year-old. Throwing up for hours. Oh, boy. And he has been doing it all day, and I left him there with his grandmother. I feel terrible for him. He's doing that bit, you know, where it's like in between. He's like, I just hate throwing up so much. And I'm like, I know, buddy. Anyway, good luck to you. Daddy's going to work. Just stinks. Just terrible for the poor kid. Awkward transition. I'm having a great day. Uh, Yeah, that's fine. You're allowed to. Ted Lasso, season three, is going to premiere on March 15th. It's um, like like three weeks from now? What's March, today? March 15th is one month from today, exactly. Oh, look uh, at that. Huh. Day after Valentine's Day. I am fired up. I didn't know it was coming back this quickly. I thought it was going to be closer to the summer. We are looking at March 15th for season three of Ted Lasso. Did you buy Nate's heel turn last season? So that's a spoiler alert for the record uh, that Danny Ruye just did, not me. So if, you, if you're curious, that was Danny who said that. Uh, yes, I guess I did. Uh, I, I don't overthink about a whole lot that's going on in Ted Lasso. Yeah. It's just kind of a feel-good, fun. fun thing. It's it's the ultimate feel-good, fun show to me. For a season and a half, it's the only show I've ever watched where I loved every single character, basically. And to your point, with the heel turn, there's now one character I don't like, basically. But there are shows I watch. Like, I watched White Lotus yes. at your request. I didn't like any of those shows. Wait, my request? Uh, shows is the wrong thing. Well, you, you you did a, a grade. I asked you would I like it. You said I would. 
And I think you were mostly right. I, 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 I was right, right? Yeah, yeah you were fine. I, I banged out two seasons in a couple of weeks. And I hate every one of those people. They're all insufferable. Uh-huh. Every character in both seasons of White Lotus is without redeemable qualities. There are shows like that. I didn't ever know of a show where I just loved everyone until Ted Lasso. A couple of episodes left in season two. By design, one of the characters no longer is as lovable. But I just can't wait for season three. So they gave you season one, your villain, I put that in quotes, was Jamie Tart. Do, 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 Jamie Tart. He was, was super arrogant. It was kind of annoying. But you quickly but learned you to got love it. Jamie Tart. Yeah, but you figured it out. And then they had the heel turn there. But um, I'm looking forward to it. it I, it's so simple, the show. Yeah, but it's so good. If you haven't seen Ted Lasso, you've got time now in the next month to mm-hmm. catch up on two seasons. And I would say they're right around 10 or 12 episodes a season. Easy Something. to rip through them. They're half an hour. Bang them right it's out. She's so good. And get ready for season three. You'll, you'll be happy that you did. Uh, Eric Bieniemy interview to happen tomorrow, officially. Let's go. So Bieniemy couldn't do an interview today. The commanders wanted to interview him today. He was busy. He's in the middle of a championship parade. Oh, that's right. He was busy doing the parade. He's up on a bus, catching beverages being tossed to him, guzzling those, hanging out and high-fiving with Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. But late tonight, I guess, or first thing tomorrow morning, sounds like maybe tonight, he's going to get on a plane and come toward D.C., and he'll be meeting with Ron Rivera and Martin Mayhew, among others, here in Virginia tomorrow as they try to court Eric Bieniemy to be their next offensive coordinator. He's not the only candidate. They obviously talked to Greg Roman yesterday. They've interviewed a plethora of other options. But they have waited for weeks by design yeah. so that they could interview Eric Bieniemy. So you were right about this, and I was wrong. Um, I basically said, what is taking so long? What are you doing you're just going to set yourself up to where it's going to be so awkward that after an extra month of waiting, you're like, it was Ken Zampese all along. Yay, ta-da. And it was going to be such an unenthusiastic, let down, you know, just air out of the balloon type situation. Still could be, by the way. And it still could be. But I went from thinking, there's no, sh- why, why are you even, why do this to yourself? You know, like me with like a thousand zits on my face, 450,000 pounds, strutting up to the homecoming queen and be like, will you go to the prom with me? Like, no, stop doing that. It's going to be embarrassing. Don't do that. And here they are with the legitimate shot, given all the musical chairs that have uh, kind of filled and the other places that BNB might be able to go or might want to go. They have a legitimate shot at landing the big fish. Egg on my face, I'll apologize if it happens. But I can't believe we're here, but we are. My point all along was not, that I knew or thought the enemy would take the job. I would have assumed he would have taken the Ravens job if they offered it to him. It turned out they went with Todd Munkin. My point was just, you don't know what these other teams are thinking. Yeah. You don't know if Baltimore who hired uh, Munkin after 31 interviews with 14 candidates, I think were the numbers, you know, if, if they fall in love with somebody else and there is no rush when you're okay with Ken Zampezi and when you'd be content with Pat Shermer, no one is sneaking in at the last minute and taking Shermer away from you. So the worst-case scenario in the minds, I think, a lot of fans, or, or the fallback option, it would appear, for Rivera and the Commanders is this zampezi Shermer category of coordinator that they interviewed right out of the shoot at the beginning of this. That's the fallback option. That's the worst thing that could happen in this process. And they knew all along that no matter how long they waited, If they waited until February 15th or March 15th to hire a coordinator, those guys are still going to be there waiting with their hands out for a treat, 
They're not running away. They're not telling you to kick rocks. They're not saying, how dare you flirt with other people, the audacity to wait and talk to the enemy. They're happy to get this job. So they're, their hands are going to be there right, waiting just for waiting. you to hand them something mm-hmm. whenever you come back. And, and that's why I had no problem with kind of waiting until the end. Uh, this was Ian Rappaport. I know uh, Earl just played a quick little ex- excerpt from this conversation from NFL Network. But this is longer form rap sheet with the latest on Biennemi and Washington today. A key interview for the Washington Commanders still have not yet hired an offensive coordinator. It has been forever, but the reason they waited, my understanding, is they wanted to talk to Eric Biennemi. He's considered to be a strong candidate there, and the plan is to leave the parade tonight, assuming he and James Palmer as well can get out. They'll have dinner with some brass, including Ron Rivera, uh, in Washington, and then meet tomorrow for his formal interview. They also interviewed Greg Roman. That was yesterday. That is the only interview that the Washington Commanders has scheduled as of now. So, so presumably, they will make a decision. And, and as far as Eric Bieniemy, I know people wonder, why would Eric Bieniemy take a lateral job? Why is he even able to? First of all, he allowed his contract to lapse, so he has no contract for next year. That gives him some mobility. He is also not the uh, premier play caller, not the only, the primary play caller, I should say, for the Kansas City Chiefs. Andy Reid obviously has a big role in play calling. If he went to the Commanders with a defensive head coach in Ron Rivera, he would run the show, he would be the play caller, and potentially put him in a better position to eventually earn a head coach job. Something we've been talking about for a couple of days, but it would be a big-name star hiring for Washington. Frankly, it would be one of the more exciting coaching hires that they've made, certainly on the assistant front, in many, many years. Uh, we can get into the enemy again in just a few minutes. But that's the latest from NFL Network and Ian Rappaport. We do want to offer our condolences to Alex Ovechkin and his family. Yes. Uh, he announced today on his own Instagram account that his father, Mikhail, has passed away at the age of 71 years old. His dad, for people that don't know, was actually a professional soccer player in Russia and was very impactful on Alex becoming a professional athlete along with his mom, Tatiana, who was a two-time Olympic gold medalist for the Soviet Union in women's basketball. But he has exceptionally athletic, you know, star performers at one point in their life, uh, his parents, who were always very, very close with him. Ovechkin, and if you watch the documentary, and if you haven't, you really, really should, that ESPN did a week or two ago called Greatness, how tight he is with his family, sings in that documentary. Not to say that most of us aren't. I, I think... I am so lucky that I have not lost a parent. I can't imagine it will derail my life for an extended period of time. I don't know how people get over it, but he is really, really close with uh, his parents, and he's back with his family now, and there's no timetable on his return. Uh, He announced the passing of his father and asked for privacy and and for people essentially not to bother his family. So we just offer uh, our thoughts to the Ovechkin. Yeah, very well said. I I mean, to as kind of point and evidence to that, his mom negotiated multiple contracts on his behalf. That, by the way? You know, I mean, just Lamar Jackson's mom style. Seriously, yeah, they just they are they are there, they are involved, and they they were just sort of uh, the part of it for him uh, for so many darn years. So, uh, just our, our, our sympathies, man. Never easy. I thought the Capitals last night without Ovi actually played a really good game. Uh, they lost to the best team in their division and one of the best teams in the East, three to two to the Carolina Hurricanes. If you didn't see the game. It was 1-1 after 1, uh, then it was 2-2 at one point in the second. The Hurricanes eventually uh, pulled ahead 3-2 in the second period, and nobody scored in the third. So the Caps lose by a goal, kind of tough luck, had a couple of near misses 
including a goal that was scored that got taken off the board for goaltender interference that would have tied the game. Uh, interference on TJ Oshie wiped away a, a Trevor Van Riemsdyk goal, which, by the way, I categorically disagreed with the call. But When against the Capitals, that's what I know of goaltender interference. Yeah, what, what do I know? I think goalie interference in hockey makes catch-no-catch catch in football look like a binary black-and-white, easy-to-decipher thing. Yeah. I think the only reason it's not talked about more mainstream is that it's hockey. Mm-hmm. But I, I promise you, I agree with if the same that. number of people watched hockey as watch football, we would be talking about goalie interference all the time. Because there's not a single call in sports that is more arbitrary, in my opinion, or 50-50. Like, you could show me 100 clips of goalie interference or non-goalie interference and say, hey, your test today is to, to guess which one. I could get all of them wrong. What was the thing we did that was fun? I think one time Ryan came in here with like this. There was a video of a bunch of pitches in baseball, and you had to guess which pitch was being thrown. It was like a cool thing. Oh, yeah, nice. And it was like, oh, that's a that's a splitter. That's a fork ball. That's a knuckleball. You know, whatever. If there was a game, I don't know why this would exist, but where you just say, goaltender interference or not, and after everything you watched, you clicked which one, I think I would get 6%. It is the hardest thing to determine in the league. I don't understand it. The other part of that is, and it's this hockey shares this with soccer. Goals are so critical, and it's such a premium yeah. that they're always game changing calls. Yeah, take away the three two tying goal, the third goal for the Caps, and now there's a good chance you're not scoring a third yeah. goal. The and rest then of oftentimes the game. there's a penalty that goes along with it as well, right? I mean, it's it is staggering. I mean, it's it's the same thing. It's the out of proportion, out of whack. If a guy is tripped in soccer at the extreme. You know, far corner of the penalty box. It's the same as if you know he was pulled down three feet from the goal. It's that penalty kick. It's so disproportionately impactful to a game, and it's just always so critical. And things come down to that. That goal goaltender interference thing. I, I will. I'll never know. There's if anybody can sit there and honestly with a straight face tell me, oh, it's evenly applied. There's a, there's an application that's very standard. You just don't understand it. I refuse to believe that. Whatever Every you say. time it's. It's a it, not even a coin toss. It's it's throw a coin into space and have it be shot down by the Navy, and then we'll catch it. They did lose the game 3-2, which is frustrating despite playing well. But again, you're, no doubt, yeah. who did skate today with a non-contact jersey. He'll be on our show at 4 o'clock. We'll get an update. And Carolina's terrific. Probably deserved to win the game, I thought. Yes. I mean, they're, they're, they're better than the Capitals right now. Uh, Caps play them again on Saturday outdoors in Raleigh. I will be there at the outdoor game, which will be cool for the stadium series in Carolina. And uh, they play before that on Thursday night tomorrow against the Panthers at home. That's a 7 o'clock puck drop here in D.C. But if they play the same way each of the next two games that they played last night, they'll get at least two points. You know, they'll win one of those games, and who knows, maybe take Carolina to overtime and a loss or or what have you. Something. Could could probably get a third point out of the four as well, because I do really, really think they played well. The other news of the day, Danny. Pitchers and catchers. Here we go. Reporting in baseball, ladies and gentlemen. I know it's a little bit less fun and exciting this time around if you're a Nats fan because they're about to be really bad and we know that. But there is a feeling in the air still to me when I see some of those pictures and videos and hear the popping of, of the mitt on the bullpen session and the crack of the bat for the first time with players getting back to spring training. And I would tell you, by the way, this is something we could talk about later in the show if you want to. There are a lot of changes in baseball this time around. Oh, man. Not just rule changes, which everyone's been talking about, which is a real thing, but coming off of an offseason with record spending, teams spent $3.7 billion on free agents, four of whom 
Signed $200 million deals. Aaron Judge to the Yankees for 360. Trey Turner to the Phillies for 300. Remember him? Xander Bogarts to the Padres for 280. And Carlos Correa to the Twins, who actually signed unofficially, agreed to terms, with two other teams before that for 200 million bucks. But there are stars in new places. You've got the, the Ghost Runner extra innings rule now permanent. They have decided to keep the extra inning runner. 10th inning on in baseball at second base. There were more than five games, uh, five times as many 13-inning games in 2019 before they started implementing this, 37 such games. As there have been in the last three seasons combined, there were just seven. So the whole point is to try to end these extra inning games faster. It has worked. I actually like the Ghost Runner rule. I know a lot of people don't. I think it adds strategy. But it's here to stay forever. We now have balanced schedules, Danny, for the first time since interleague play began in 97. Every team in baseball is going to play each other at least one time this season, meaning teams are going to play 52 division games. It used to be 76 division games, and they're going to play 46 interleague games. It used to be 20. So instead of just playing the same, the Phillies, the Marlins, the Braves, Mm -hmm. you know, the Mets all the time, the Nats are playing every team in the American League. You, You play everyone in the sport. And ideally, every other year, that means you get to see Mike Trout at Nats Park. You get to see the great players in baseball Come, which I, I really like this. I think that's cool. I'm into that because baseball has fallen behind in a million different ways, and, and that's the impetus for some of these rule changes. But that's probably the biggest way is, you know, my nine-year-old, who's only mildly into sports in general, like he's excited about fill in the blank. Like, you know, he likes Steph Curry, right? Well, the NBA's done a great job of marketing individuals and finding out, you know, those guys that, that cut across sort of local fan bases. It, it hurts, you know, a, a local team like the Wizards when they don't have the same star power or they don't win all that often. But that's big for the game. Baseball doesn't have that. So to your point, I, 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 I'm going to bring a kid to the game and go, watch Shohei Otani. He's going to pitch. He's also going to hit fourth like or second. I mean, and steal a base and hit a home run and throw 102. It's incredible, right? How about the rule changes this year? We got four massive changes trying to mostly increase offense, I would say, or action is the word that'll be used. They're trying to speed up the game and and to get rid of some downtime. So we're going to have shift restrictions. You cannot shift. You cannot any longer against a left-handed hitter put all your infielders but one on one side of the field to try to get that ground ball out. You can't have that shallow you know, right fielder, so to speak, who came over from the left side of the infield. The pitch clock's going to be a huge change. They used to say, oh, this is how long you have to pitch. But if you took longer than that, nothing happened and no one cared. Well, now there's a 30-second timer between batters and 15 to 20 seconds between pitches. And if you don't throw by the allotted time in spring training, they're going to use a horn to let you know why. And they're going to add a ball against pitchers or a strike against hitters. But there's going to be a lot of guys that struggle with this. A guy like Kenley Jansen has to cut down 12 seconds or so with uh, nobody on base, and and longer than that, with people on base between pitches. There's a million things. Batters have to get back in the box with with eight seconds, I think, on that clock. I think Soto's going to have a tough time. I 100% do. There's a lot of guys that want to go through a pre-pitch routine and have all sorts of stuff and fidget with your batting gloves and your protective armor and tap this, touch that, and you know go through the the whole rigmarole. We're going to have more stolen bases now because the bases are bigger. It doesn't sound like a big deal going from 15 inches to 18 inches, but if you look at the bases, there's some images now online you can find between the two bags, and it's a it's very sizable difference, and you can't pick off as many times. This is the one. This is the disengagements with the rubber. This thing is going to tie pitchers into knots. Well, there are pitchers who have had to change over the offseason their entire windup. Yes. 
Like uh, Luis Garcia, not the guy who plays for the Nationals, but the pitcher from the Astros. Mm-hmm. It was like a quirky Johnny Cueto kind of rocks as he pitches, dude. Uh-huh. His whole windup has to change because it's now illegal. But pitchers can only attempt two pickoffs per at bat when there's a runner on first. If they don't get a guy the third time they throw over, that base runner is awarded second base. Stolen base numbers are going to skyrocket this year in a way they haven't in a long, long time. Think about the first time a runner runners on first and third. Think about that pitcher engagement thing. So like he can't get the sign, so he steps off, and that's the third time he's disengaged with the rubber. You can disengage to throw pickoffs, disengage just to reset things. You do it a third time, and the runner didn't get picked off at first base. That's a balk. Runner on third is going to come home and score. Games are going to be decided by these things, especially early as guys are just not used to this stuff. It's it's been intuitive since the dawn of baseball. I don't know what's going on. I got to step off and clear my head. That's going to cause chaos early on. I want to come back to some of these rule changes later on this evening. Uh, we're here till six thirty. We got the marathon ahead, so at some point we could circle back and actually dive into some of these things because I think it's a a worthwhile conversation. But next on Grant and Danny, yesterday Washington hired uh, interviewed, I should say, Greg Roman. Tomorrow they're going to interview Eric Bieniemy, and they're going to hire one of these two guys. And we want to know from you is who would you rather them bring on as the OC of these two star candidates? Bieniemy, who's got a great track record in Kansas City, and Roman, who has been as good as anybody in the league at designing running games over the last several years. You got to pick one of the two to hire. Who should it be, Bieniemy or Roman? We'll open up the MGM National Harbor listener lines at 800-636-1067 for you next. That's right. A key interview for the Washington Commanders still have not yet hired an offensive coordinator. It has been forever, but the reason they waited, my understanding, is they wanted to talk to Eric Bieniemy. He's considered to be a strong candidate there, and the plan is to leave the parade tonight, assuming he and James Palmer as well can get out. They'll have dinner with some brass, including Ron Rivera, uh, in Washington, and then meet tomorrow for his formal interview. They also interviewed Greg Roman. That was yesterday. That is the only interview that the Washington Commanders has scheduled as of now, so, so presumably they will make a decision. That's Ian Rappaport of NFL Network. We're Grant and Danny welcoming you back on the fan. So yesterday, Greg Roman interviewed. Tomorrow, it's going to be Biennemi. They could fall back on Shermer or Zampezi, but presumably you would imagine that these are the top two candidates just because of the successes that they're coming off of. Roman and the Ravens parted ways at the end of the year. You want to say he got fired, that's fine. Um, They didn't term it that way, but obviously if they wanted him there, he would still be there probably. They were a juggernaut running the football in Baltimore, just like when he was in San Francisco. The Jackson-led Ravens read option was really tough to stop. The Kaepernick-led 49ers all the way to the Super Bowl in 2012 as he was kind of ripping off Kyle Shanahan initially. Uh, was really, really hard to stop. He went to Buffalo. They had a really good running offense there with Tyrod Taylor at quarterback. So Roman has the credentials, if they want to be run heavy, to come in here right away and to make sure that they're a really efficient and effective, successful rushing team. Bienemy is the star coordinator in the league based on the fact that he has been the OC of the best offense in football over the last four or five seasons. The difference being that Roman is kind of run the show wherever he's been, and Biennemi has yet to do that. He's been in Andy Reid's 
Shadow. But if these two guys are who they're going to ultimately decide between Danny, who do you want them to hire? It's Biennemi for me, and it's it's frankly not close. I think Greg Roman's bona fides speak for themselves. You're 100% right. I mean, the there's a lot of ones in his record, right, where you go rushing yards, ones, yards per attempt, ones, for years and multiple stops, Buffalo, Baltimore, et cetera. I think Eric Bieniemy coming here would be a coup for this Rivera and the Marty's regime. I really do. It, it would be one of those, not only the the, the acumen of the bona fides of, of Bieniemy from the experience that he's had and the fact that he should be a head coach already multiple times over and isn't, so that would make two guys on your staff, one that has head coaching experience that actually wasn't that bad as a head coach in Del Rio, the other coordinator should have been a head coach for years, and here he is in your stop. So you get that ability as as a as a high level head coach a guy that's you know can can walk in with that cologne of a very successful program into yours which you frankly haven't had much of the other part to me is the cool points i i think we underestimate this part of it washington is not a cool place right now you have to play you have to pay the loser tax if you want somebody you have to give a guy that hadn't been that successful complete autonomy and to ron rivera right that's how it's been Eric Bieniemy choosing Washington, I think, would be a huge deal. As hey, maybe this is kind of a place where something good's happening here. Maybe we we start to take notice. Hey, this young kid Sam Howell has something. Well, look at these three receivers they put together. We know about McLaurin, but man, this Dotson kid's pretty good too. It forces some more than cursory examination. If Eric Bieniemy chose you, that must mean you're pretty cool. Maybe for someone who doesn't pay a lot of attention to the league, I guess like the the unplugged fan might think that. But I think most people would look at this and say, Biennemi didn't have the choice to stay put. If he wanted to be a head coach, he had to leave. And after the Super Bowl, the only jobs that are left where he can go get what he needs, which is play-calling ability, are here. Arizona, where they don't have their quarterback for a year, and a lot of people have said he's tough to deal with. And Tampa Bay. So now you're essentially debating between here and the Bucks. Different than there were 31 openings and he chose Washington. But... Maybe perception is reality. Well, but l- let me just say, a year ago at this time, they had to trade for a guy that was going to get cut, so he he couldn't say no to be the quarterback. That to me, that's a far cry from that. I'm not saying you're the coolest kid in high school. I'm saying you're no longer eating your lunch in a bathroom stall, right? I mean, that that to me is a, is a massive departure. Last year, they were told no by multiple people, stop calling, leave us alone, and they went and traded for Carson Wentz, who was going to be released by the Colts. But I would right? make the case if they were looking for a veteran quarterback, it would be no different this year, in my opinion. Uh, they they Probably. Subsequently had another losing season, and another quarterback came here in the reverse car wash and left dirtier than when he got here. I, I think they, they are both lucky, frankly, and totally. the beneficiary of timing as it pertains to Biennemi. In other words, I don't think Biennemi going to prom with them if he comes here is because he's had a crush on them or, or thinks that it's going to be the totally best right. time ever. And that's I kind think, of my point here is that he, this shouldn't be happening. Agreed. But, so but, you take advantage. And that part I agree with completely. I just yeah. I don't think it changes the, them. Now, now they get to sit at the cool kids table or how they're viewed around the league changes. I think they just kind of maybe luck box their way into Biennemi having a need at a time where there's only a few seats to sit in. But yeah, take it and run with it. So I think I'm in the minority on this. So hear me out, Danny. Personally, if I was running the show, I'm Grant Rivera, okay? I would hire Eric Bieniemy, and it is not debatable. If you're asking me between Bieniemy and Roman, or frankly, Bieniemy or any of the other guys that they've interviewed. Me personally, I'm running this outfit. 
Eric Bieniemy is my hire. I probably would have done a lot fewer interviews, and the people I interviewed would have been very, very different than the people that they interviewed. Mm-hmm. Okay, but I would hire Eric Bieniemy. I think that he understands offense in 2023 in a way that I like. I enjoy the way they get the ball to their weapons as often as they do. I like how exotic and creative Andy Reid is, and then by turn, I would say maybe uh, Biennemi will be likely to be. I think he brings a lot, it sounds like, in terms of some of the uniqueness and the creativity on the goal line. Like, all things that I'm really excited about. I'm hiring Eric Biennemi. However, these guys are not me. And these guys, in my opinion, while everyone made too much out of the two-to-one run-pass comments, and everyone is over-talking about what Martin Mayhew said in the press conference about preferring to basically play football like it's 1927 still. These guys do want to be a team that predicates itself on defense and running the ball and controlling the clock. And I think Greg Roman is a way better fit for what they want to do. So I'm telling you that it should be enemy, that I would prefer it to be enemy. And that me personally, it's not debatable. It would be the enemy. I think for them, they should hire Greg Roman. Because I think if they hire Eric Bieniemy, I bet you, whether we ever find out about it or not, there is going to be a butting of heads a little bit behind the scenes. And I would imagine there's going to be some dictation of wanting to marry what Bieniemy wants to do to what they want to do. I don't think you're ever going to have that conversation with Greg Roman. I don't think they're ever going to be upset about how often he's running the ball. I also think in the same way that Bienemy will run it a lot more than he did in Kansas City, and it's overstated to act like he doesn't want to run the ball, what people do with Greg Roman is act like. I saw Robert Griffin and some others basically say, no receiver ever wanted to go to Baltimore because Greg Roman's there. I-, I went through the list. I could do it again if you want in a few minutes. Guys that have had career years, big years as wide receivers under Greg Roman in different places. The Eagles ran the ball the third fewest amount of times in the NFL this season, third least often, so to speak, and A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith had monster years. You can absolutely still involve all of these wide receivers and weapons in the passing game and be run first, and I think they'd be able to. So while I would hire Biennemi, I think them hiring Biennemi makes less sense than them hiring Roman. And I also believe, and this is the last point I'll make, on Sam Howell, I think he has to be used as a dual threat to some extent. I think you are making a mistake if you don't have Sam Howell running around a little bit. I, it, that doesn't mean he's got to be Jalen Hurts, okay? That, that doesn't mean he's got to lead the league in rushing or, or even be Daniel Jones. But I think it would be really, really silly not to get a lot out of him as a read option, ball carrier occasionally, you know, bootlegs and nakeds and keepers. This is what Roman's been doing for years with a bunch of different quarterbacks. Using the athleticism. Yeah. A- another reason why I think it'd be a really good fit. So I- I'd like to hear what you guys think about that juxtaposition of me liking Biennemi way more as a coordinator and thinking he's way better for what happens in 2023. But not everything in this league's about skill always or-, or just having the best. I think a lot of things are about fit. And I think Roman is actually the better fit with their philosophy. But let's get some thoughts and some calls on this next. 800-636-1067. Your calls in just a moment. Biennemi or Roman, who would you prefer and why? And is there anything to my thought that while Biennemi probably is the better guy at what he does, Roman might fit a lot better in this old-school philosophical building offensively? 
We're Grant and Danny on the fan. Tremendous for the National Football League, and I'm hoping he has an opportunity to go somewhere and and uh, and you know do his thing, where he, he can run the show and and be Eric Bieniemy. Um, so uh, and then after that, I I don't know. I mean, I don't know who uh, is going to go. Um, I always wish our guys the best of luck. Um, and, and opportunity, that's, uh, that's what they, what all of them deserve. They, they work hard, and if they can get a promotion somewhere that I can't give them, uh, more, power, more power to them. You know that voice, multi-time champion, Andy Reid. With Danny, I'm Grant. This is The Fan. Eric Bieniemy gets interviewed for the OC job tomorrow. Greg Roman, who's one of the great run game designers in the sport, has already been interviewed by... Rivera and this staff. There are other interviewees, interviewer, no, interviewees. Let me go back to my com to Recipients class. of interviews, there interviewees, you yeah. Interviewer would be Rivera, so these are interviewees. But we're, we're zeroing in on these two guys here at the end that they've been waiting Sexiest to talk Sexiest candidates, to. yeah. Biggest names by far. If it's going to be Roman or the enemy, who would you rather them hire? 800-636-1067. Now, Danny, to his credit, succinctly said the enemy. And didn't really make it a whole lot more complicated than that. This is where I have to apologize and say, I- I'm bending the rules in telling you I would hire the enemy and I wouldn't think twice. What I want and what they actually want out of an offense are two very different things. And I do believe if they hire the enemy that they will end up doing more dictating than I want them to. I think they should hire Roman, who sees things more similarly to them, and I think they'll be happier, and I think it can work with Sam Howell, too. And I do think it's a, a faster path to get Howell to play at a pretty high level, perhaps, that way. But I just think Roman's the better fit, and that's who they should hire. Even though, to me, if you're saying, who's a better offensive coordinator? It's Biennemi by a mile. Complicated, but I think that makes sense. It does. It's basically acknowledging that the people we're talking about here aren't the best at this. Well, and saying their strategy, while flawed... Is broken and silly and antiquated, but this is the best fit for that. I'm going, change everything about how you do business at once. That's what I'm doing. And I don't mean it that way, but I guess inadvertently that's kind of what's happening. Yeah. But I would say It's acknowledging this, the reality. Like We don't talk about coaches in this way very often. We do talk about players in this way, I would say. You don't always want or need the best player at the most money or whatever. Who's, who, to come in as a wide receiver. Yeah, this is the Patriots sort of mantra, exactly. right? I, Fit I need over a, a slot ability. receiver who works well between the numbers. That's what I'm lacking. I'm saying fit over best. And I, I just I don't see how Biennemi would be a great fit with Rivera and the Marty Party. Let's go to Patrick in Spotsylvania. Hey, Patrick. Hey, Luke, Tenet Commander and Grant. How are you guys doing? So, doing dude. well, buddy. Thank you. Hey, so my my thought is exactly like you were saying, Grant. I really think the enemy is the better choice. Um, I think they're going to go with Greg Roman because they have running the ball in their head. But let me throw this at you guys. Is it a crazy idea to think that the pass game can actually open up the run game like we saw in the Super Bowl with the Chiefs? How they, you know, Isaiah Pacheco was rushing for a ton of yards. And, you know, I, I, I don't see why we couldn't do that here in Washington with, you know, McLaurin, Dotson, if Hal can play, you know, the answer is yes. can actually make some of those hey, throws. You could do that. That's offense. That's today's modern NFL offense you that should you're do speaking that. of. That's what it's supposed to look like. Shane Steichen? 
is the mm-hmm. new head coach with the Colts. He was in L.A. helping Justin Herbert become Justin Herbert. And then he went to Philly, and he's helped Jalen Hurts become Jalen Hurts. No one in the league has had more success, has been on a rocket ship to start him as a, a young offensive mind than Steichen over the last few years. He just got the Colts job. And he said yesterday what has become an axiom, which is you throw to score points and you run to win. That's what should be happening in this league. The enemy gets that. The really good offensive minds, Andy Reid, get that. You should be throwing to set up the run, not vice versa. We have research and information that tells us you don't need to run the ball to have a successful play-action attack. I say all that to tell you, yeah, the enemy could totally do that here. Should do that here. They should want him to do that here. I think they're more of a run-to-set-up-the-pass kind of group. Let's go to... Bob, who's in Tennessee listening on the Always Free Odyssey app. What's up, Bob? Hey, guys. How y'all doing? Hey, buddy. Um, the way I look at it is, is it has to be the enemy. If he, has a, if he really has a reputation. I don't know what just happened. Oh, no. Bob. I was going to make an aliens grabbed his phone joke. I was going to say one of the things. Way too soon to do that with everything floating down. around up there. Because if it if he just went away and hung up, essentially, then I wouldn't have thought aliens were involved. We got the walkie-talkie, and that, then he went. That's the scary part. That's the scary part. It was that audible, clearly there was interference, and then he was gone. Whoa. That, that jarred me a little bit. I wasn't ready for that. This is, that's like the moment in the horror movie where like you're yelling into the receiver like, Bob? Bob? The enemy? Jump cut. Or Roman? You get to hire one of the two who would make more sense. And I want rebuttals. I want reactions to my point that Roman might be a better fit. Do you really trust this crew to, to allow the enemy to be the enemy? Or do you think they're going to do, for lack of a better way to describe it, the Mike Zimmer bit, where you hire these good offensive coordinators and then you're threatening to fire them if they don't run the ball more? Grant and Danny on the fan. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. 
spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com.